LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Before we jump into today's podcast, I want to tell you something that I think you'll find interesting. As a church leader, and I know we have a lot of church leaders listening to this, you know how tough marriage ministry can be sometimes. There's never enough time to help every couple. You feel like that's one of the most pressing needs in your church. And I'm no marriage expert, and maybe you feel the same way. Well, that's why we want to tell you about Woo Marriage. That's a brand new tool from LifeWay that provides Christ-centered marriage coaching for every couple in your church. Backed by research and designed with with local churches in mind, Woo Marriage provides a plan for your marriage ministry with video courses for all seasons of marriage, whether you're just getting started or about to get married or the golden years of your relationship. This is going to give you an affordable, flexible plan right at your fingertips that will really serve the people in your church. There are courses for communication, managing finances, handling conflict, you name it. You can try it free for one month with the offer code LEADERSHIP when you go to WooMarriage, W-O-O-Marriage.com slash free trial. That's offer code leadership at checkout on woomarriage.com slash free trial. And now I hope you enjoy. Ask me anything. Welcome, everybody. I am Matt Love. I am here with Pastor J.D. Greer. This is Ask Me Anything. And J.D., I'm really excited. We got the SBC coming up in a week. Yep. This is actually my first time ever going to the SBC, so I feel like this is this is big for me. It's going um, to be a life-defining moment. Matt. I know. My goodness. I'm from Alabama. My parents are from Birmingham. This is like birthright. I mean, this That's is right. amazing. Multiple so, wins. So going into the SBC, these kind of big events, I feel like they're really good times to just take a step back think big picture, what's happening in the church, what's happening with us. And so the question we have today, I think, is kind of in that vein. So Mm -hmm. as you look at the church in America right now, what do you think is the the greatest kind of need of the hour um, as we kind of move into SPC? Yeah, it is a great question, and it's what's on my mind right now because the theme that uh, I've given to the SPC as the president, I can choose a theme for it, and and that the theme is the answer to that question. It's gospel above all. Um, I actually have a a book that's also coming out. In fact, it's, it's just releasing right now called Above All, that basically walks through what are the most pressing things that the Christian community, not just local churches and pastors, but the Christian community needs to yeah. uh, to recover. And my answer is the gospel. Now, I realize that can be confusing for people because they're like, yeah. well, I mean, I don't, my church doesn't deny the gospel, but it's just, it, it's a question of, of what role it plays in your message and in your ministry emphasis. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says that the gospel, that, that is the news of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection his conquering sin and death and his his bringing in the new creation, that that was of first importance to him. Yeah. I love the words of first importance, hmm. 1 Corinthians 15, 3, because first importance implies that there's a lot of other important things. They're just not of first importance. They're of secondary importance. Yeah. Uh, Paul, elsewhere in Corinthians, like 1 Corinthians 2, 2, Paul said, he said, I determined to know nothing among you Corinthians, but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. Now, a lot of Bible scholars will say that has to be an exaggeration. Yeah. Because because I mean, have you read the book of Corinthians? Yeah, yeah, or Second yeah, Corinthians? Yeah. He he talks about a lot of stuff besides Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm-hmm. The point is, in Paul's mind, that was so weighty and shaping that that it was like he was not talking about anything else because everything ultimately 
came out of the gospel and the gospel is at the center. Yeah. Okay. So that, that makes sense. And in some ways it's kind of like, well, what else do you do the gospel? But, you know, is this really a new idea? I mean, so I work with other churches and church planners. We talk to people a lot. Gospel centered is something we talk about a lot. The gospel is something we talk about. So is this new or is this old? I mean, what, how does this kind of fit in? <laughs> yeah. It almost sounds like, Hey, uh, thank you, Captain Obvious for yeah, stating yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. in the book. Yeah, well, probably more than you think, um, because, you know, one of my favorite theologians says heresy is often truth just out of proportion. That's good. And the go- the problem is not that people deny the gospel or they forget the gospel. It's that they neglect it or they minimize it. Hmm. G- give you two two areas. I see this show up a lot. The gospel should empower. It should be the source of power of, of everything that we prescribe in the Christian life. Charles Spurgeon had this famous line. I learned it when I was a college student. Yeah. And it was, he says, at the end of every message I preach, I want to plow a trough back to the gospel. I thought that meant that no matter what he was talking about, you know, if he's talking about tithing, at yeah. the end of the message, you'd be like, and here's how you get Just saved. Just do the tack on. Yeah, exactly. Romans yeah. Road, right. Which, I mean, that's great to share at the end yeah. of any message. But what he was saying was, was the power to do whatever it is we're talking about, like yeah. you know, giving generously. Yeah. The power flows from the from the gospel. It, it, the image of a trough is you know, that's what water flows in. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to get the water of life to actually become a generous person? It's from the gospel. So it means that that in all of our teaching about how to have a good marriage and how to raise kids and how to have a balanced life, ultimately it's the gospel that mm-hmm. is the transforming element, and it's got to be when people think about and they talk about us and they think about and talk about our messages and our yeah. Bible studies, they need to think and talk about the gospel. They ought to leave our our messages and our studies not with a page full of notes and action steps about what they need to do. They need to leave in wonder of what God has done for them because that changes their hearts. Matt, the second way that the gospel I feel like needs, it gets it gets put in a secondary place in, in our churches is uh, in the book, I explained that the gospel should inform everything mm-hmm. that we, we are doing, that ultimately all ministries go back to the proclamation of the gospel. For a yeah. local church, community ministry without without preaching the gospel is essentially making people more comfortable on their way to hell. Yeah. For us to, you know, do missions and church planning without knowing how to do evangelism can be just going out to gather bored Christians from other churches. Yeah. It, it means that we ought to evaluate every everything that our church is known for and everything it's involved in through the lens of does it help us in the preaching of the gospel? I'll give you one quick example. Politics. Yeah. Now, politics are important. Yeah. I mean they, they affect it affects people's lives and Christians should study political questions and they ought to have really well informed convictions. But I know that as a pastor, especially the moment I tie a particular political strategy to the gospel, it's going to keep people from hearing that gospel. Um, And, and, and it's not that I don't, you know, (laughs) I I think all political strategies are equal. It's, I I know that the Bible doesn't always speak clearly about certain things and I need to leave some of the room for freedom so that people can hear the gospel. I I say kind of tongue in cheek to our congregation, you know, I might be wrong in my, in my position on global warming. I'm not by the way, (laughs) I've studied it out. I think it's the right position, but, but I'm not wrong about the gospel. And I don't ever want to let you know what I say about the former keep people from hearing me on the latter. Yeah. And and as a pastor, when I fill up the pulpit with with you know advocacy for certain tax care you know programs and certain you know strategies on on the environment, that just means that I'm keeping people from hearing me on the gospel. Now yeah. I, I want to clarify: I don't mean that we should ever be silent about what the Bible speaks about. Yeah. When we talk about life and uh, you know pro life, uh, sanctity of marriage, religious liberty, these are things we got to speak with clarity on. But but realize that there can be some freedom. 
in 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 letting people you know, discern what is the best strategy or who is yeah. the best candidate for accomplishing that. That's really good. So, I mean, yeah, I think you're talking about we want to make the gospels the, the thing of first importance. That's where we're kind of putting over the banner of everything else. So how does that kind of shape some of the way you want us to, I mean, there's a lot of other important things that we need to talk about and can talk about at, at SBC and as the church. So how does that kind of shape some of those other issues and how does that shape like how you want to see some of those secondary issues dealt with? Yeah, what's well, the filter of what we engage in and how passionately we engage in it. That's good. Right. There's certain discussions that you just, you know, Paul says just avoid them. Mm -hmm. They're they're not helpful. All things are lawful, but they're not expedient. Is it helpful for the gospel? It means that, you know, in terms of priority, I mean, Jesus said that there's more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents and over 99 that already belong to him. Yeah. Now, I mean, as a pastor, I work with the 90 and 9. Yeah. But is my work with the 90 and 9 causing me to lose my emphasis on going after that mm. that that one? We've just got to make sure that, that, that the gospel that we believe and the message, the mission that we're on is in line with the emphasis the New Testament has, and that's all about the centrality and the priority of the gospel. It really is above all. That's good. So last thing, and kind of the same vein, but just— if you had one thing that you would want people to be praying for or thinking about going into SPC, well, what would just be a couple of things we could that people could be praying for you or for the the? the you, said, you said one thing or a couple things, and I've got like I've got like nine. I in said my one mind. thing, and then I knew I needed to give you a little more freedom than that because I wasn't just going to get so one. So one, two, seven, eight. However many yeah, you however feel. We got. Well, why don't we just say the obvious that 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 at this convention we would be a people who would embrace and celebrate the gospel being yeah. above all. To me, that would be the banner. If you can only remember one, mm-hmm. that's the one. That's good. There are are things that flow out of that, like we need to be able to restore the primacy of personal evangelism in the church. Yeah, uh, Some of these ACP reports that have come out, which is yeah, a Southern yeah, Baptist yeah. way of saying you know, what we count, I mean, they're showing that that less people are coming to Christ, less mm. people are being baptized. The answer to that is more more ordinary church-going people sharing Christ with their neighbors yeah. and their family and friends. So pray for a restore of that. Pray that we'll get good at sending again. Yeah. Matt, there's also uh, just a, some big things that we've got to do as a convention. We've got to take some forward steps on sexual abuse yeah. um, and how we respond to it. And so we're going to be doing that at the convention. We, we're looking for ways that, that uh, we're going to talk about exploring how we can empower and and open up leadership positions for women within yeah. a, what we call a complementarian structure, meaning that you know we believe what the Bible says about about roles, gender roles in the church, yeah. but but we know that there's a lot of places that women are supposed to to, to lead and be involved in ministry, and yeah. we're talking about those. So if you just you know, if you can remember those things and pray, those are the things I'm asking God to, to really give to us and to the 48,000 churches of the Southern Baptist Convention this uh, next week in June. That's awesome. Well, if you want to kind of dive in a little bit more into this above all idea. Idea and kind of the things that JD is wanting to kind of communicate in this. He actually, like he mentioned, just wrote a book called Above All that you can actually order right now. I've started reading it. Uh, I've been reading it while listening to Michael W. Smith Above All. I feel like there was like a second outpouring <laughs> of the Holy Spirit while that was happening. Yeah, it's kind of That's amazing. Right. So uh, you can get that book. There's actually an opportunity to get that book absolutely free from us. So the next 10 people that leave an iTunes review of Ask Me Anything and then email us a screenshot at requests at jdgreer.com, we're going to mail you a copy of Above All, which goes into this in and, more and Matt, detail. Matt, I'm going to go ahead and call an audible right here, right now. Oh, boy. If you can get Michael W. Smith there to is. mention Above All in a concert or 
in some you know way, we'll send you ten copies of a bubble. Ten copies of the book. You're not going to get that deal anywhere else, Nowhere people. Else. So email that screenshot to requests at jdgreer.com if you want to get a copy of his book. Next ten people will get that. And uh, the other thing, we just always want to talk about some of these other podcasts in the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family, just because they're they're really helpful. So one of the other podcasts that that I really like is Making Disciples Podcast with Robbie Gallaty and Chris Swain. So they're going to cover awesome topics like church ministry silos or why our evangelism is not leading to discipleship. I actually, I should probably listen to that one. And then getting your leadership to buy into disciple making. So check out whatever podcast app you use. Go search for the Making Disciples podcast and subscribe today. And then if you found this episode of Ask Me Anything helpful or impactful, we would just really encourage you to share it with your friends. Um, We really hope that that people will just kind of be blessed and helped by the topics that JD is covering here. Thank you, Matt. You're a good friend. Friends are friends forever. There it is. Because the Lord is the Lord of them. Wow. And on that note, we are thankful that you've been listening today, and we hope you'll listen next week on Ask Me Anything. (laughs) 